Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, yep, Simon Miller here from What Culture. And if you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm trying to stay as still as possible because I worry if I move too much, more wrestling news will break. I'm going to level with you. I don't think I can handle it. And that's all I'm saying about it. Because it's too much and there's enough content out there that if you want to get into it, but isn't it just astounding how no major wrestling news breaks ever. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's exhausting. But let's throw all that to one side for now and focus on the actual wrestling instead because AEW just had a dynamite show as they build up to the forbidden door. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I've gone through it. But was it any good? Or did it suck balls? Damn it, let's up those doubts. <laughs> You can take the wrestling out of wrestling, but you can't take the wrestling out of wrestling. I don't know what I just said. Because the point is, we kicked off Dynamite with a hair versus hair match. And obviously, there was a barber's chair at ringside and a barber. Because how can you possibly cut somebody's locks if you don't have the official person to do it? And as you can imagine, I was so invested in this because one of either Chris Jericho or Ortiz was going to join the Bald Brotherhood. And the other one was going to stay a full head. William Regal was also on commentary and had me in hysterics because he kept calling Chris Jericho a toss pot. Now, while the origin of that saying was back in ye olde times when somebody would toss back too many pots of ale, it doesn't mean that in 2022. It means wanker. <laughs> I can't believe I said it. You could tell that both wanted to keep their hair, especially Ortiz, because he went nuts at the start of this. Although in the early going, it was all about body parts. We've already talked about this thing that sits on top of your skull. But do you know how Chris Jericho got back into it? He grabbed Ortiz's eyes and he raked them. And I thought about this for a little bit. If you did that in real life, you'd probably make somebody go blind. So Chris Jericho crazy. He also suplexed his former inner circle friend to the outside from the apron. But man, Ortiz was coming back into this. He hit a cutter and he hit this like corkscrew splash thing magic. But Jericho wanted none of that. So then he hit the code breaker. That was a really good near fall. There was this really cool transition into the walls of Jericho, but Ortiz was able to get to the ropes. This is when Cool Hand Ange, who was at ringside, started to get worried. So he was interfering, but given that Eddie Kingston was out there too, he was like, nah, this is not going to happen. There was then this wild brawl as Santana and Wheeler Utah also got involved. But this is when Eddie snuck into the ring. He hit Jericho with the back fist, and I tell you, Ortiz was all of a sudden back. The referee went one, and the referee went two. And 
I genuinely thought we were this close to Chris Jericho shaving his head. There's also a twist at the end though, because we had somewhat of a reunion. Because it had all gone nuts, nobody knew who was there, here and everywhere. When Fuego Del Sol ran into the ring, grabbed Floyd the baseball bat, twonked Ortiz right on the head. Chris Jericho then turned around, he made the cover, and the referee hadn't seen any of this. He counted to the three, and that was that. And you were like, Fuego Del Sol, why did you do this? Even though you would have to have been a moron not to realise it was quite clearly Sammy Guevara. After all this as well, he did unmask and went, ta-da, it's me. So this was kind of cool, because I suppose that Chris Jericho and him are back together. And then, of course, it was time to shave Ortiz's head. But I really like what we did here, because he told the hairdresser, you back off, pal. I don't need this. He took the clippers. He did it himself while shouting, blood and guts, blood and guts. So I think this feud is really good, or at least I'm invested. And Ortiz, welcome. Come and join the group. It's a pleasure to have you. This is getting it up. And then we had a 20-on-1 handicap match. And I was like, man, Dynamite go in sports entertainment. And I can't help but like this nonsense because goofy wrestling is the best. So we did have these 20 security guards with Mark Sterling. And the only real shame is that we learned early on an elimination would count if Wardlow chucked somebody over the top rope. And I didn't want that. I wanted to be move pin, 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 move pin. Pin, move, pin, move, pin, move, pin. <laughs> I think I got that right, but I don't know. I mean, you can see why this didn't happen, because even saying that took forever. But Wardlow was still great here. He was powerbombing fools. He was pinning fools. He was throwing people over the top rope. He was submitting in. He was then grabbing some of these individuals and just hurling them into somebody else. If you had never seen him before and you were just flicking through the TV shows, you'd be like, man, this guy pretty good. One final idiot also dropped off the top rope and he got powerbombed in midair. And this was honestly like the greatest James Bond villain scene you've ever seen in your life. Obviously, after he had killed all 20, he was going to do the same to Mark Sterling. But then from the rafters, Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert were here. And they were like, Wardlow, we think you're an idiot and we're not going to send you presents anymore. And also, look who's at ringside because two people are about to beat you up. And amazingly, this was Matt Hughes and Tyrone Woodley, they of UFC Fighter fame. And then this went absolutely crazy as well because Wardlow went, actually, no. They're my friends. They would never do that. He was right. They grabbed Sterling. They chucked him into Wardlow. He gave him the power bomb. I tell you, this was just a feel-good segment. So this is definitely all done now. Let's move right into the TNT title stuff now. And this just took all my favorite things and merged them together. This is especially true because Wardlow has this excellent new theme tune, courtesy of Colin Young. I want to shout him out because he was very kind and very helpful to me over the last few months when he didn't need to do so. So make sure you check out all of his other stuff as well. And if we take all of it and put it into a box and open it, we're giving it up. Will Ospreay versus Dax Harwood was next. This was just unreal. Before we do get there, though, if you saw ups and downs on Monday, you may remember this guy. Let's bring him in. Yep, there he is, my octopus friend. And you won't believe it, but he was so popular. Honestly, he got more messages than anyone. I sat down and decided to myself, well, he deserves his own segment. So today and for the foreseeable future, I am happy to announce... The Pessipus. Get it? Because look, there, he's the Optipus, but you turn him into out and he becomes the Pessipus. And we are going to focus on the latter because what's going to happen is we are going to approach a very sensitive wrestling subject and the Pessipus is going to give you the other side of that debate. So, 
Let's do it. Right. Hello, Pesapis. Uh, please tell me what you think about Will Ospreay appearing in AEW. I can't believe Will Ospreay just randomly had his first match on Rampage and he lost. lost. What the fuck is going on? How can you bring in Will Ospreay and have him lose? And I know he didn't really lose because it's his mentality. He didn't get pinned. But if it went online, it says lost. It's unreal, and AEW should be ashamed of themselves. Alright, jeez, isn't it just awesome that this can happen? Like, other wrestlers turning up in other promotions? Shut up, you don't know me, you big mother... Angry. Angry, angry octopus. Anyway, back in the real world, you have to go and watch this, because Will Ospreay is undoubtedly one of the best wrestlers in the world, and Dax Harwood has just taken 2022 and hammered a sign on the wall that said, uh, don't forget about me. Like, we all knew that he was good, but I think he should be in the conversation that he is one of the greats, because go through all of his matches of this year. Has he had a bad one? No, he has not. The crowd was super into it too, and this is one of those ones where I don't know what I'm meant to do. Like, Osprey was hitting Hurricanranas as if it was as easy as eating an apple. <laughs> when Dax started laying in these chops and strikes, it was like he had turned his arm into a hammer and he wanted death. There was also this moment when the FTR man got drop kicked into Simba the Still Steps, and that looked like it was horrible. But he then hit a bunch of German suplexes on Will, and the last one that he did sent Osprey so high, I was like, man, great, we're gonna have to move to the moon. Osprey then did a 450 off the top like it was drawing a stick, man. There was this awesome bit as well when they were tussling on the top and he somehow was able to turn it into this cross body. And even when they were trading the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, I tell you, it had me, I was plugged in. There was also a super near fall after the Oz cutter, but then Will Ospreay was done with this. He hit the hidden blade. One, two, three, but there was no losers here because this was so, so good. Fine, 10 minutes and watch it. There was then madness after this too because the United Empire were here along with Cash Wheeler and Rapongi Vice and they all started fighting and then we had another surprise because who returned to Dynamite after four months after he suffered an injury? None other than Orange Cassidy. My favorite part of all of this is that he did stare off with Will Ospreay. And it was announced later on that at Forbidden Door, should be called the Forbidden Door, it's open all the damn time, it will be Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay. And I tell you, if I hadn't done the Pesapus segment already, I'd definitely do it now. Just think of what the crazies are doing. I liked all of this. It's getting it up. Quick shout out to Carl from social media as well, who came up with the name Pesapus. You smashed it. And then talking about this forbidden door again, it's just stuck, right? It's permanently open. So I am just going to call it the door. Because out came John Moxley. Out came Tanahashi. They did a face-to-face that we had been waiting to see for ages. And I know it made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Black man, this is just so utterly ridiculous. I mean, it's even more nuts because, of course, this is meant to be CM Punk versus Tanahashi, but John Moxley and Tanahashi also have all this history together. And Mox did his usual thing. He was like, I respect you, Tana. You the ace. You're one of the best wrestlers in the world. But after the pay-per-view, you're going to be nothing and people are going to call me the ace. I was like, damn it, John. But they got the strangest interruption that we'd seen in a while, though. Because even though they'd already been on the show, out came Chris Jericho, out came Sammy Guevara, and out came Ty Conte. So that is 58 in AEW and 148 interruptions overall. And Jericho was all like, this should be my spot, John Moxley. You know that. And if you don't leave the ring, I'm a wizard and I'll burn your face. And I was like, well, that is a perfectly normal and reasonable thing to say. His justification was that he'd already beaten Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom. But Tanahashi just turned around and went, shut up, Jericho, and enjoyed that. And this is when things went crazy again, because a bunch of people ran down, not only the Jericho Appreciation Society, but members of Suzuki Goon. 
what the fuck is happening? We then threw in that Sam and Ty have also joined the JS. So I was like, man, and I'm pretty sure El Desperado was out there too. But what this was all building towards was yet another announcement for Forbidden Door. And you ain't gonna believe this. So given that Suzuki had helped out Jericho, those two are gonna come together to team up with Sammy Guevara. And they'll be versing Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Amuno. So this was one for the nerds, and I'm a massive nerd, so I was certainly excited about it. Although I do admit it was a little bit messy, because I wouldn't have set this up when you had John Moxley and Tanahashi going at it. I think they can exist in their own bubble. But again, we're a positive Pete show. Did it matter? Not really. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. We then learn that Darby Allen will be taking on a creature from the sea come rampage because he wants to take on Bobby Fish to get revenge after Red Dragon attacked and beat up and took out Sting when we were having an interview with Tony Storm who said, Rip Baker, you're very smart because you became a dentist whereas I dropped out of school because I wanted to be a wrestler so now I'm going to beat you and become the champ. See how all those things come together. We then took more steps towards the forbidden door because it was time to do a first, second, third, whatever the hell it is round in the All Atlantic Championship tournament. And look, I totally get you. This is like one too many titles for AEW, but I have this sneaky feeling that it's going to be defended in All Elite Wrestling, it's going to be defended in Ring of Honor, it's going to be defended in Impact, it's going to be defended in New Japan. And if that's the case, it just goes ping, 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 ping. 
I don't think it's gonna make much difference at all. It was also Miro versus Ethan Page, and honestly, this was like having to choose between two of my own children or being told, Simon, you can only have ice cream or pizza for the rest of your life. Because both these guys are awesome, and after this, they need to get proper pushes at both of them. My heart just beats for them. Page had a plan too, because he knows Miro is bonkers. Work the arm, because as we have learned in the past, and as I'm sure we will relearn in the future, if you take out somebody's limb, it's gonna be harder for them to punch you in the face. Miro seemed to know this though, so he grabbed Ethan and chucked him right into the ring post. At this stage I realized, when you do that, you're essentially trying to kill someone, because you're taking a skull and you're smashing it into some steel. Paige still tried to balance this out by throwing Miro into Simba the Steel Steps, so I like, man, death is on the cards here, and he had a cutter back in the ring for a near fall. I did have this one geek moment where I was like, man, the car is kind of becoming like the super kick a few years ago in the sense everybody does it. But do I react every time? Yes, I do. It wound Miro up even more and he just started to murk this guy, which is when Dan Lambert got off the apron. Miro punched him right in the face. He then kicked Paige in his tush as well. He locked in the game over. He had to tap out. And now he is going to fight for that new title. Really good match though, and let's definitely do something with Ethan Page soon. Thank you, please. Dante Martin and Matt Seidel were then cutting a promo backstage, where Dante told us, one, he's going to be taking on John Moxie on Rampage, but also, two, he is sick and tired of everybody saying all the time, well, he's got loads of potential, but when he's going to realise it. So Matt Seidel said, I agree with you, Dante, which is why from now on, we're going to call you inhuman. And I started to laugh. I guess it sounds cool, but the definition of that is not human in character or nature. Who's going to come out like a monster? Oh, I'm Dante Martin. I try to understand what they're saying here. It's because he can do moves that no humans can. But again, I'm a massive idiot, and this is what I do. But eventually, Dante Martin does need to get his big, oh my gosh, win. I mean, it's not going to be against John Moxley. But I hope it's soon. And you then all got what you wanted. Ooh, the lally, happy days. Tony Storm defeated Rip Baker. This was so needed, I bet people don't even care about the match. But if you did watch, I mean, it did tick all the boxes. But I thought it was also pretty good. Because in the early going, Rebel was going distraction, distraction. And that allowed Jamie Hayter to get involved. But don't forget the Thunder Rosa also has a position in this. So she walked down. She said to Jamie Hayter, you better stop doing that. And she chased her off. Baker still used this to kick some ass. Although when Tony was back into it, she must have hit around about 372 DDTs. Because she loves doing that. But then Britt was going for the lockjaw. She even tried to get the glove. That didn't work. She got German suplexed. And apparently I'm a horse. Tony then wrecked her in the corner. And this is when we have to take our hands and just start to clap. Because Britt Baker sold this like she genuinely had gone all wibbly wobbly. And I totally bought it. I was like, oh no, something has gone awry. But it wasn't. It was a ruse. And then she tried to get the surprise win. And while this didn't work, if she had got away with it, I would have been totally fine with it because it was just done so well. She also used that to try and go for the lockjaw again, but not this time because she got hit with the Storm Zero instead. One, two, three. So now we are jazzing things up here, especially because afterwards Thunder Rosa came back out and she held the title. So who was a fool and jumped the gun last week by saying, oh, don't know what's going on here? <laughs> That's right, it was me. Now it makes all the sense in the world and Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa will be a terrific match. Quick interview with Stokely Hathaway who said that Jade Carville wants to do a TBS Open Challenge which is when Willow Nightingale answered the call. So that should be interesting. Maybe we're going to give her a big push. When out came Hangman Adam Page was interested. Because of course last week he had called out Okada as well as the IWGP champion. 
But at Dominion over the weekend, Akada lost that title, and now the brand new champ is none other than Jay White. He said the challenge was still out there, so he basically wants to fight all of New Japan, which is when Adam Cole interrupted. And that's 59 in AEW, 149 overall. And congratulated his friend on becoming the champion. But surely this means when we get to the pay-per-view, we should do Bullet Club versus the Undisputed Elite, because both these groups control wrestling. He then invited White to the ring, but these two, man, it was a giant ruse. Because Hangman was all like, I'm ready for you, Jay White. But he teleported in behind him, and he started to kick his ass. He then got on the microphone and said, I'm the catalyst for Jay. I'm the catalyst for wrestling. Then he looked at the cowboy and went, nope, you don't get a title shot. But then better still, he looked at him cold. He said, you know what? You ain't going to get one either. This is why Jay White is a great character, because he totally gets it and he never wavers. He also had a good line where he turned to Paige and said, look, man, you couldn't even beat CM Punk and our singles record. I've beaten you twice. And I don't really get what's going to happen here because Adam Cole also said that Okada wasn't going to be at the pay-per-view. Now, I can't believe this. So I suppose you could do the triple threat match, Jay White versus Adam Cole versus Adam Page. Or you could do the four-way by adding Okada in there. Or you may even be able to do a tag team match. But I have absolutely no idea. But I really enjoy seeing Jay White on AEW television. I just think he has something about him. And okay, right, that's it. Sit down, because you're not going to like what I'm going to say, because people go crazy about this stuff. But we got to our main event of Dynamite this week, and I truly think that the Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams ever. And at the very least, they are in the conversation, because they're always entertaining, they're always so damn good, and they just don't have bad matches. And also, in many ways, they basically revolutionised the wrestling industry. This also meant that it was Matt and Nick Jackson taking on the Lucha Express for the AEW Tag Team titles in a ladder match. And of course, the Hardy Boys weren't in it. And all I'm going to say is this. I hope Jeff Hardy gets all the help that he needs because addiction is a terrible thing and it's multiple layered. I don't want to say more than that because this involves somebody's personal life. So let's take it and move on and keep everything crossed. Otherwise, though, this was absolutely superb with madness being the name of the game. Because Lutasaurus got thrown into Barry Barricade and his species got hard done by again. Then Jungle Boy was doing this dive. Then I think he hurricane-rided Matt Jackson through a table before he got grabbed and chucked through a table himself. The dinosaur then got hit by a 450 put onto another Slater's Wood as Nick Jackson hit a 450 through that one. And I was like, what the flub is going on? We're only eight seconds in. Matt Jackson was soon chokeslammed into a ladder and then everybody was being thrown into the steels when Luchasaurus went, ta-da, and he did a moonsault off the apron. And I think at this stage, everybody went, oh, wait, it's a ladder match and we haven't climbed them enough. So all four started to go up. Luchasaurus must have regretted this because he was powerbombed into a ladder bridge and that looked absolutely brutal. And then because eight seconds had gone by without somebody going through a table, the dinosaur was back on one and Matt Jackson gave him a diving elbow through it. I was just laughing. I was like, man, these dudes have just gone out there to entertain and I can feel it in my bones. There was then one more huge crumple as the Young Bucks and Jungly Jim went careening to the floor and you knew there was going to be one last crazy bump because the Jacksons had set up all these tables on the outside. So given that there was a ladder and a title, Luchasaurus went, well, I'm going to do this. And he climbed and he climbed and he climbed. Matt and Nick then caught it. They pushed him off and he went flying through all these tables. And he's a very big man. Excuse me. He's a very big dinosaur. The noise this made is just wild. 
this honestly looked like a car wreck and Jungle Boy was destroyed at this point so he got hit by the BTE trigger. This is when Matt and Nick went to the top and they grabbed the championships and I know I've flown through this. You have to go and watch it. It is so much better than I have given it credit for. It was just a random ladder match on Dynamite and yet it was so, so good. Amazingly, we weren't done though because after months and months of teasing and me getting it wrong all of the time and I suppose given the fact that Luchasaurus was dead and Christian realised this is my moment he was all like, oh, Jungle Boy, I can't believe you've lost again. But just as he was about to leave the ring, he grabbed him, he gave him the kill switch, and then, if you can believe it, even concertoed the poor boy. So that's it, he's dead. Christian has gone heel, and I can't lie, I love this, because Cage is a bad guy. We could also do that feud which will be good all around and I tell you when you take the match and you take the shock ending even though we all saw it coming it doesn't just get it up it gets a golden up truly truly wonderful time and yeah let's not forget the young bucks and the tag team champions again the hell is going on which brings us to the end of another episode of aew dynamite and i love this one i don't know maybe i was just pumped for wrestling and also you know we've got to fight back against the pesapus give it an up hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.